How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. It's a Tuesday, September 12th. Happy Tuesday to you. But it's 2023. Welcome in. To the Gabe Coon Show, I am your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman Gabe Coon on X at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Connor, what's the word, brother? What's up, man? How we doing? I'm doing Last great. Last night, it, 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 the reverberations off that Aaron Rodgers injury just feels weird. Feels strange in the world of the NFL, but we'll get to that. In a second, we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. Of course, we're going to open on Monday Night Football. Of course, the Jets beat the Bills without Aaron Rodgers, 22-16. to Zach Wilson didn't do much to help, but I guess he didn't kill them as much as uh, the guy on the other side, who we consider a top-three quarterback in Josh Allen, didn't do as much to uh, hurt his team as Josh Allen did last night for the Bills. Um, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, throughout the show, we have some NBA news to talk about in not so good NBA news. One, didn't get to get to it yesterday. Campaign has been waived by the Spurs. Obviously, it looks like they're trying to get some young guards, some run. But Campaign, 29 years old, obviously from the city of Memphis. There should be a pretty robust market. And should the Grizzlies go after him? That's going to be the discussion we have at some point. And also, Kevin Porter Jr. He has felony charges of... Assault and strangulation on his girlfriend, former WNBA player, uh, Kaiser Gonzasek. And I don't know, I don't know what, to, what to think about Kevin Porter Jr. ever playing in the NBA again. We know we had the issues with Miles Bridges for some time for the assault, domestic violence he had on his girlfriend. Uh, she dropped all those charges. He's going to be playing this year, but Kevin Porter Jr., uh, if what has been said is completely true, which it seems to be the case in a New York City hotel room, I don't know if Kevin Porter Jr. should ever play. Again, we'll do a trip around the NFL at 5.30, get into small talk around 5.50. Taylor Swift, does she have a new uh, love interest with a uh, NFL player? We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. I do think said NFL player I'll bring up needs to be careful that he's not part or at least the entirety of a full next album. 
Um, he needs to be careful about that, but we'll talk about that in small talk. The Blitz will be around 6.30, and in the Blitz, um, LeBron James wants to get Team USA back on top. And I think if he brings in Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, I think that could be the case. And it looks like those those guys are prepared to commit. And I mentioned it yesterday after the weekend that was for Shador Sanders beating Nebraska 36-14, to but Mel Kuyper Jr., Connor, I, I don't know if you saw this, Mel Kuyper Jr. has moved Shador Sanders up to his number three quarterback in 2024 and even went farther as to say if he stays another year, he could be the number one pick. That's fun. That That's is fun, fun in itself. It's and very I, fun. I saw over the weekend um, the amount of people finally jumping on board, even after the TCU game. You saw it against Nebraska. He got sacked seven times, still read the whole field, still had a 31 for 42 day with 391 yards, three TDs. He has 903 yards through two games. I think people are finally getting on board, but now the draft analysts are getting on board as well. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock per normal from the Jeff Calkins show on the Daily Memphian. Uh, I, uh, I think we have to bring up the Bills and Josh Allen. And the the lack of winning last night against an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets team. Zach Wilson. I honestly it felt like Josh Allen out Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson last night. That's that's what that's what that felt like. And then at six o'clock, Christian Fowler, as is customary on a Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk some Tiger football, we'll talk some NFL, we'll talk some Cowboys. We have plenty to get to. Um, with Christian Fowler, Bluff City Media, uh, senior writer and content creator. We also have our podcast, which released today. Go check that out. On the Bluff Pod, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, and the full-length video is on YouTube. Now, last night, the Jets beat the Bills on a punt return without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the fourth play, but I want to start with a positive. Seeing Xavier Gibson, who was the, especially in episodes four and episodes five of Hard Knocks, he was, you know, out front and center, uh, a guy, you know, who was out of Stephen F. Austin, didn't have any real FBS offers, um, but he was fighting to make that roster. He ultimately made it, and I think the Jets are happy he did because this was the scene last night when he took it back to win that game on a punt return. Like Stephon Diggs. Sam Martin corrals the snap. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets, and he's going to go. Jets win it. That was beautiful. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Absolutely beautiful and great call by Joe Buck. Monday Night Football crew was in rare form last night. The 22-year anniversary of 9-11, the amount of people that came out, that was just great. Now, Aaron Rodgers ran out with the American flag, but that's about all he did on the fourth play of the game. On the fourth play of the game, he tore his Achilles. But the ending there, I think, really helped that crowd get galvanized behind this team and what they could be the rest of the year. That was that was the the NFL script writers absolutely cooked with the script they wrote last night. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. It's it's really the defense showed up for the Jets. Like that defense lived up to the hype that they were oh, getting God, yes. over the offseason throughout hard knocks, and they put the team in a position to win. And that Xavier Gibson Return was absolutely electric. I was losing my mind because I was in a yep. fantasy battle last night as well because that was a whole thing going on. So I, it was, it was the weirdest game I have watched in a very long time. Because when Rodgers goes out, you think that 
the Bills are just going to put it on yep. them. And that defense stepped up. Josh Allen looked like he forgot how to play football. Zach Wilson didn't really know what was going on. Brees Hall was running all over the place. And then Garrett Wilson had one of the best catches I've ever seen. The defense is unreal good. I, I, I don't three know. Three picks Any by the same dude? It. Jordan Insane. Whitehead, three INTs. Incredible. You forget about a guy like Jordan Whitehead because of Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. DJ Reed was all over the damn place last night. 11 tackles from a cornerback spot. Great coverage on Stephon Diggs on that third down in overtime. Um, I, he was phenomenal. You, you almost forget about him as well. Um, but that was the play right before the punt return where DJ Reed made sure that Stephon Diggs could not convert, or Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs could not convert on that third down. Um, and that defensive line, I, I don't even, I like, I run out of words to explain what I saw last night. John Franklin Myers had a sack. Uh, how many times do you see a, a interior defensive lineman in Quentin Williams? You got paid this offseason, have 10 tackles. Jermaine Johnson, who they drafted two years ago in the first round, he had two TFLs, one sack. They're just disruptive as hell. In total last night, their final numbers for that defensive line, what they were able to accomplish, nine quarterback hits, eight TFLs, five sacks. That defense is so win-now ready. They are ready to go compete in the playoffs, but now you have the issue of Aaron Rodgers and this Achilles injury, and we sort of knew real quick what had happened. You saw the reverberation in his calf, and that's never a good sign. We saw it with Kevin Durant back when, when he was playing for the Warriors. You know that it's not good. And I think that the calf injuries that he had and the issues he had at the beginning of camp, they start to make a little bit more sense when you see the, the, the Achilles injury. Maybe he didn't quite get over that. Uh, people were trying to blame it on, on the turf. David Bakhtiari, who's a left tackle for the Packers that played with Aaron Rodgers for a long time, says we need to switch to grass. I don't know if that's fully the case. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, that injury... It's about as brutal as it as it gets, and it's the most Jets thing ever. Um, and it's it's it is severe. It is severe. He's going to be out for ten plus months, maybe a year plus, um, because I mean, this is a thirty nine year old about to be forty. Um, he'll be forty one this time next year once December second hits. Um, but this team is so damn talented. You have to look for other options now. Robert Sala stepped up to the mic and said, "This is Zach's team for now. This is Zach's team." But it does not rule out the fact that they need to look for other options. Because this is a win-now roster they have. And now that Aaron Rodgers is out, you don't think that they can win now. There's no real possibility of Zach Wilson taking them into a playoff situation and winning game after game after game. They need to try to capitalize on this. I feel like if you let Zach Wilson run out there for 16 more games, you're punting on a season in which you had Super Bowl aspirations. And if you made this trade for Aaron Rodgers, and this is the end of the road for Aaron Rodgers, it's going to look like a complete disaster. You needed to capitalize these next couple of years before Aaron Rodgers moves off into the sunset. You needed to capitalize and go at least put yourself in a Super Bowl somewhere close. And it doesn't feel like they can do that without him on the field. Yeah, you know, I don't think that the Jets deserve any blame for what happened because it was a freak accident. It's a freak injury. It's just one of the most unfortunate injuries we've ever seen in the NFL. It might be number one. It might be number one most devastating injury. Yeah. 9-11, ran the flag out, four plays four gone. Four plays gone. gone. And it was one of those injuries where when it happened – Every single person watching that went, oh, my God, is that what we think it is? Because you said, like, we have so much history now of having to watch this footage of Kevin Durant. We know what an Achilles injury looks like. We were all praying for a broken ankle. Like, we were like, please, broken ankle. Right. As soon as that came back negative, we were like, oh, no, it has to be worst-case scenario. And I understand that Robert Sala has to talk about backing Zach Wilson for now, but we all watched last night. We saw what it was. We all watched last season. He's not going to be able to get it done for this Jets team. 
the good news is for the Jets, the good news is their defense is so elite and some of their skill position players are so good, I don't think they need an MVP-level quarterback to make it to the playoffs, to make a little bit of a run here. Go and get somebody that's going to take care of the football and that's going to hit Garrett Wilson, going to give him opportunities to be successful. His best catch last night was off of a horrific throw that he had to tip away from the defender to himself. I don't know how he caught that football. I I I truly don't know how he caught it. I saw some people giving credit for Zach Wilson for just not turning the ball over as much. He tried. Trying to stay within himself, and he could escape a little bit better than Aaron Rodgers can at this point in his career, and he ran a little bit and uh, made sure that they didn't have as many negative plays, but he's still no good. Listen. He's still no good, but I'll say this. He owns the Bills. I don't know if you saw this stat. He's 2-0 and he's against two the Bills. And he's 0-4 <laughs> in his last six against it's everyone awesome. else. So he's 2-4 and four in his last six with two wins over the Buffalo Bills, which just boggles the mind ultimately. Um, but that throw to Garrett Wilson – Garrett Wilson is special. He is a special football player. To go across, play DB at first with his opposite hand. He reached over with his right hand on a front shoulder fade that should have been a back shoulder fade, just a miserably placed ball. He brings it back, corrals it with one hand, and then gets it with two hands. And you have to realize who was covering him that entire time, one of the best corners in the game in Tredavious White. That was... I, I'm, I'm not saying it's like up there with Odell's catch or anything like that. It was special. But... The amount of wherewithal to play DB to start and bring it back to your right hand so you can corral it and catch it in the end zone for a a touchdown that ultimately helped you get over top in a game against one of the NFL's elite, that was as special a catch as I've seen in a long, long time. Listen, I'm I like Zach Wilson as as a person. He seems like a nice enough kid. You know, hard knocks. He was pretty he was pretty likable on the show. I just don't think he, he's got the talent to be a, a QB1 in the NFL. He's a fine backup to have. If he was your backup and Aaron Rodgers was your starter, no problem with that at all. You've got to get somebody in there, though, that can give these position players an opportunity to be successful. Like, they were they were doing things in spite of his throws he's, yesterday. He's even, a, even his long throw to Garrett Wilson to get them down to the red zone was bad. It was short, and yes. Garrett Wilson had to come back he, to it. He's a good backup if you only have your starter out for a couple weeks. Yeah, You feel fine about it if, yeah, if your 16? starter is out for a couple weeks, Absolutely but if he's not. out for the entire year, you no. don't feel good about him starting the rest of the year after four plays of Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's going to have to – uh, be their guy for at least a couple of weeks. I would imagine. I, I know what Robert Salas said today, and you know, based on what Peter Schrager said today on Morning Good Morning Football, that that staff is just beyond. I mean, they, they watched living. their dog die they're in front sad, of them. They're it was sad awful. as hell. Yeah, they're sad as hell. I mean, they that apparently didn't Salah. sleep. They they apparently didn't sleep. That cut to Salah last night. It's his face told it all. Um, but they didn't sleep last night. They're going to have to look into the free agent market or a trade market to see what's out there for them. If nothing comes to fruition, if there's nothing good enough that they think can really give them uh, that, that playoff contention to win a few playoff games, I don't think you go make a move, but they're going to have to make calls and figure something out. The two most obvious options for them is, one, you got to make Brady say no. I think he will say no, but you got to make that phone call and be like, hey, any chance, and he's going to say no pretty quickly, and then it's got to be like Carson Wentz. I, yeah. I think Carson Wentz is the most logical option here for the Jets, and he's that type of guy that can just take care of the football and get it done. Uh, he, he, he can't really. I mean, but lately, uh, taking care of the football is a big Wilson. issue. It's a, his last year with the Eagles, last year with the Commanders, he's been miserable with taking care of the football. But well, I'll, I'll give you this. When you look at the rest of the free agent list in particular, and obviously there's trade targets, I guess backups on other teams that – may not raise your ceiling as high as you think it, it, it should be. But, like, when you look at the free agent list, it's Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, 
Josh Rosen, Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, who's in a booth right now, that CBS booth, uh, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles. <laughs> I mean, kick the tires on Nick Foles again, my gosh. Kellen Mond, Bryce Perkins, Trevor Simeon, Danny Etling, Colt McCoy, Ian Book, Matt Barkley, Brett Hundley. I know people have been turned off by Carson Wentz and what he has been the in the past and uh, what, you know, especially with the Colts losing to the Jags the last week of the season, even though there was no Urban Meyer and that Jags team had nothing to play for and the Colts could have played their way into the playoffs if they won that game. I know people are turned off by that, uh, his lack of production in big games. But Carson Wentz is by far, if you look at the free agent market, by far and away the best quarterback you could go get right now. But there is a, there is a problem with Carson Wentz at times. He can be a distraction. He, he seems to want things to go his way all the time, and, and I don't know if, if the uh, Jets want to bring that in at the current moment, but they have a lot of questions they need to ask themselves about this Aaron Rodgers trade they made in the offseason, and I think it starts with Aaron Rodgers himself. Aaron, what is he going to do? I don't think competitively he's the type of guy that's going to go out like this on a low note, one of his worst years with the Packers, and then tearing his uh, Achilles four games or four plays into the game. I don't think he wants to go out like that, but then when he comes back, there is a level of buy-in to try to get back, first of all. When he comes back, what type of player is he going to be? He's a guy who's really good, moving in the pocket, uh, creating outside of the pocket at times. How much of that is going to be killed by this Achilles injury? We know that a lot of guys do not, most guys, do not come back the same after an Achilles injury. I look at Kevin Durant. Um, he, he doesn't play defense the same, but he is, he is largely an outlier with the offensive ability he can still put out there on the floor. A guy like Aaron Rodgers, advanced age, 39 going on 40, I'm not sure that you can rely on him coming back in any level of the same form. I just don't think that that's a, a super realistic possibility. Which is, which is why this is so unfortunate, because it was really exciting to see this Jets team. It was going to be fun to watch. They were one of the premier stories in the NFL. Like I said, the scene last night was pretty magical. I, I shot you a text that said, beautiful. you know, this is, this is pretty special, having the Jets actually be a good football team on this game, him running out. I it's as a football fan, it really sucks. Like it just yeah. it really sucks that we aren't not gonna get to see Aaron Rodgers with this team. We're not gonna get to see Garrett Wilson have a premier quarterback and see what he can do. Because that defense showed last night that this team has the potential to be elite. They have potential to be a real contender. They've just got to figure out this quarterback position. Again, the good news for the Jets is, is that I think some of their skill position guys are so good. Their defense is so good. you just got to get somebody back there that's serviceable. Maybe Zach Wilson all of a sudden emerges and becomes this guy that can just kind of get them there. I have my doubts about that. Last night he was 14-21, to 21, but that stat I think is a little bit tricky because a lot of those were just dump passes and they were just trying to make sure he didn't throw the ball He just didn't want to make field. mistakes Listen, last night and it was very go, clear. Go If you want to know about Zach Wilson's prospects as a starter in the NFL, listen to what Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Troy Aikman had to say about him last night. Nothing they were good. disgusted watching him play football. And, you know, he was trying his best. He ended up getting the win, but it was not good. It was a 22.6 QBR at the end of the day. He was not good. Um, they've got to figure out that quarterback position as fast as they can. Really, they really do because they can be a winning football team. I still believe in the Jets. That defense was just 
kind of remarkable. It, now, they did have a lot of help in Josh Allen. Right. I will say that. Well, but they also created their own help. They did. By bothering him with that front and, and turning him over as many times as they did. I mean, they were now, that last fumble was ridiculous by yeah. Josh Allen. I'll get to that in a second. But who do you really kick the tires on? Of this of this free agent list it's, I've gone through. It's got to be like it's Carson, Wentz. It's Carson maybe Wentz, Flacco. Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, maybe. Well, the thing with Matt Ryan is that right now the reason he's in a booth, he is still technically under contract with the Colts. If he signs yeah, with another team, he's going to... To lose that money, I don't. Yeah. If you're Matt Ryan, have to, they'd have to trade him. They have the rights. To if him. you're Matt Ryan, though, are you like, why would I do that? Why would I jump in right now if I can make this money? It's. You, but if you're Matt Ryan, you see the team that's around you. But the the big issue that that comes up with a guy like Matt Ryan and maybe Joe Flacco as well is that O line in front that's of what, you is right. not going to help you, and you don't have any movability. You're, I mean, yeah, right. they have good pocket movement, but they can't get out and escape pressure and go make plays downfield anymore. Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan weren't good at doing that even when they were young. So those two guys, it's tough. I know that they can, at times, if they get a clean pocket, go make something happen downfield. I do think Matt Ryan at this point in his career has a pea shooter. I just don't know if he, he's got the arm anymore. Joe Flacco certainly has the arm. But those two guys definitely concern me. But Joe Flacco was a part of this Jets team uh, last year, yeah. had a couple of decent showings. Like maybe they, they kick the tires on that because he's been around the organization before. And they need to. This line, though, is bad. It's bad. That, that offensive line. I mean, even before Aaron Rodgers got out, he was running for his life yeah, in the first few plays. Now, I- how powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. You could have gotten rid of I, the football. I, I want to mention something about that because I saw a lot of people completely going after the O line. And yes, there has been some reports that have surfaced about Aaron Rodgers not being happy about those play calls and, and the way they were being blocked up. But Aaron Rodgers was in quick game for two straight plays, and he just about took a sack on one, and he took a sack and ultimately tore his Achilles on the other. It was quick game. the t- The tackles are cutting. He's got a three step drop. He's got to get the ball out. You can't let that happen. Now Aaron Rodgers is a guy who wants to go make plays downfield. So maybe that was his thought. He was going to pump fake, try to escape, but it didn't work out that way, and he ruptures his Achilles. He's got to get that ball out. Garrett Wilson was streaking right across the middle of the field on a slant. He was wide open. Get the damn ball out, and maybe we're not even talking about Aaron Rodgers being being hurt for the entire year right now. Um, 
I think if he just makes that throw and does what the play was intended to do, we're not in this situation. It, it, the reason this really sucks on the Aaron Rodgers front is I'm sad for him. He's hurt. He is not going to be back this year. It's going to be a long recovery process. Trusting that Achilles, if you ever heard somebody who's, who's torn their Achilles, heard from somebody who's torn their Achilles, trusting that injury when you come back is the hardest thing in the world to do, not to mention 10 months of rehab. But the other part that really bothers me is I feel like a lot of the reason he's hurt is on him. He could have gotten that ball out, but he wanted to hold the, onto the ball and make something happen in that situation. Now, there are reports coming out saying that he didn't like the tackles cutting in that situation because the defensive end usually just gets slowed up and can come get him after a while. Um, And that's what we saw uh, transpire last night. But I feel like a lot of the reason he's hurt is on him, unfortunately. Yeah, I I think that that's that's probably true. I know that some of the players are complaining about MetLife's turf, and I do think that there is some – I, I think, think we, that I had. I, think I they have always a point. preferred I, playing on grass, so, so I want to get that out front. I, I think that they have a point. I just I don't think that the turf was the reason he he that it ruptured this time. He completely planted that foot, and all of his weight went to it while he was bending. That's going to rupture it when you're a 39 year old quarterback running for your life from the defense. And you've bend. had calf ash right. issues like through that, the, through all the of those camp. factors. I think have much more to do with it than the MetLife turf. Now. We do have a lot of evidence that the MetLife turf does hurt it's not people. Good. Yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of evidence of that. Just look at Brees Hall. Brees Hall last season got hurt, and a lot of it he said was because of that turf. But you know, to your point, it just it it sucked because it was an avoidable injury, and it happened so fast. It was like it was such a whiplash of emotion for us watching the game. I can't even imagine being a Jets fan. Can't even imagine it. It's brutal. It's brutal. Now on the other side, the reason that the Jets were able to get over top is Josh Allen. I'm not going to sugarcoat it in any way, shape, or form. And Josh Allen, to this point, I understand how good he is, and this is why it bothers me so much. I think he's a top-three quarterback. He's right there with Patrick Mahomes uh, and Joe Burrow. I think he's right in that mix when he is playing at the peak of his powers. But what we saw last night was not a top-three quarterback. You can't have that happen if you're considered at the top of your game, top-three, top-five. And he had four turnovers, three INTs to the same guy in Jordan Whitehead. He threw it into double coverage a couple times, just super ugly. The fumble, I just he fumbled a snap, ran up there, didn't have ball security, and fumbled it again. The Jets were able to get on top of it and uh, take control of that game. Josh Allen, if you have not been paying attention, has been showing us this for a long time. This is not the first time this has come into question. Last year... In the playoff game, he had issues with turnovers. Throughout the year last year, he had issues with turnovers. He has 39 turnovers in his last 19 games. That's ridiculous. That's not winning football. He has the most turnovers for a quarterback since entering the league in 2018. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. He's got to find a way to play within himself. And if he can do that... He can be one of the best, if not the best player, best quarterback in the NFL right there behind Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had some reckoning. He had some issues with turnovers in 2021. He wanted to make these big plays downfield, uh, you know, with with Tyreek Hill, and he put the ball into uh, harm's way a whole lot. He had a lot of picks. All of those issues came to fruition for Patrick Mahomes in 2021. But what did he do? In 2022, he turned around even without Tyreek Hill and realized, hey, not every play has to be a home run. Not every play has to be a touchdown. I can dump it down. I can work the ball down the field how I need to, use my checkdowns, use these short to intermediate routes to make things happen for my team. Josh Allen hadn't learned that yet. 
everything has to be a big play. And I know he has that big play ability. But to be a great quarterback in this league, to be a sustained great quarterback in this league, some of these defenses, and I know the Jets are good, some of these defenses will take away those deep plays, those big plays from you, and they will force you to work your way methodically down the field. Patrick Mahomes learned that. Josh Allen has to learn that uh, before he gets into more issues like he did last night. He talked about it. It was all about him trying to force the issue. He was trying to force these passes into these small pockets that just weren't really there. A lot of it, I don't know if you know, so to me, it seemed like he was on the move a lot, and he was. He, it was like he decided to kind of give up on a play, and then at the last second he was like, oh, I can get it in, and he would just throw, and he just threw it right into like two or three Jets guys that were right there. He has so much talent. I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He'll bounce back, but, but he I, has I got agree. to get the. He has but, got to stop forcing the issue. But Connor, to this point, every excuse in the book has been out there for Josh Allen. Until he shows me he, every week he can take he's care stop of the ball. It. It's that simple. I am going to think the same of Josh Allen. But it's been oh well, he doesn't have enough help. He has to do too much. That, that's or ridiculous. His offensive line doesn't doesn't show up. Last night, yeah, they didn't show up as well because the Jets' defensive line is great, and you're going to have to deal with some decent defensive linemen in the NFC East. I mean, Bradley Chubb plays for the for the Dolphins. You have Matt Judon, who is the, quietly one of the best edge rushers in the league that plays for the Pats. You're going to have to deal with that in your division in general. But he, it's, it's been his whole line isn't good enough. His running back his running back situation, his running game isn't good enough. At some point, you have to put it on his shoulders. Even if those things are not good, he has to take care of the football. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes in game one, and I know he lost to the Lions. He dealt with a pick six tipping right off the hands of Kadarius Toney going the other way. That was probably the shift in the game. But he had Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, no Travis Kelsey's throwing to Noah Gray and all these different guys. Yet he still had a serviceable night at the office. 21 for 39, up there 200-some-odd yards, two TDs. Shouldn't have had an interception. It was just a freak accident because Kadarius Toney couldn't catch the ball because he didn't have enough help. Patrick Mahomes has figured this thing out. Josh Allen has to do the same. When we talk about elite of elite quarterbacks, you have to hold them to that standard. Yeah. I understand Joe Burrow had a bad week one, and people need to call him out accordingly for that. But when you are held to the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow standard, four turnovers, one being a fumble that's just inexcusable, you can't excuse it. We can't continue to talk about him in that light if he turns the ball over at the rate he has. Again, 39 turnovers in his last 19 games and the most turnovers for anybody since entering the NFL in 2018. That is a problem that he has yet to rid of rid from himself in five going on six years. Absolutely. It's not okay. We talked about how Ryan Tannehill was the reason the Titans lost that game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Josh Allen was why the Buffalo Bills lost that game last night. 100%. 100%. That fumble was inexcusable. Especially after you got it back and fumbled it again. I'm still not quite sure how he fumbled it in the first place. He was looking right at it and it hit him in the chest. I, I truly don't know what was going on in his head. And just some of the passes were inexcusable. It's You cannot be forcing the issue that much in a tight game like that. If, you, if, I, if I'm the Bills' defense, I'm like, listen, man. We, we played well, and you lost that game when you had every opportunity to win it. Every opportunity. He even had field position, and you could, couldn't get it done. But, but what frustrates me about the quarterback talk in general around Josh Allen and, and you know what last night was and what it has been trending, it's been trending that way for a while. We talk about Lamar Jackson and is his arm good enough. We talk about Tua Tagovailoa and is his injuries, even though he throws for 466 game one, is he going to be able to stay healthy? We talk about Justin Herbert, his late game, lack of heroics. But we don't talk about Josh Allen and his turnovers enough. 
And there is a day of reckoning that needs to come, and I think it needs to come right now. Josh Allen can turn it around. He's talented. He is a great quarterback when he takes care of the football, but he has to take care of the football and keep the ball out of harm's way at a higher rate before I before I get back on his good side. That's the truth of it. I mean, 39 turnovers in 19 games is absurd. It's a, it's a number that it's you think absurd. is fake. You think it's fake when you read it at first because of how good he has been. But I, I do think there is a correlation between the turnovers getting worse and Brian Dayball going to the, to the Giants. That's another part of this thing. Brian Dayball developed him in a big way. He hasn't had him on his side for going on a second year now. Um, you just sort of wonder if that plays into it as well. Is he getting too much free reign where Brian Dayball wouldn't have gave him that in the past? So we'll see what happens. I think he can turn it around. But last night was about as bad as it gets for any NFL quarterback. The name doesn't have to be Josh Allen to, to talk about four turnovers being miserable and being the the main player in why you lost the game. I mean, the quarterback play in week one was was rough, dude. You had, like, Tua. That's kind of it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. yeah, Purdy gave us a bit of a show. But, but like Burrow was no good. I mean, damn. Patrick Mahomes was so-so, but he didn't he did have anybody could. around Golf him. was pretty good. Golf was solid. He was all right. Um, but, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Quarterback play left a lot to desire. It was not very good. Yeah, but but Josh Allen is about the worst. Trevor Lawrence wasn't bad. One one TD to three ints and a fumble that ultimately flipped the game. Listen, that's bad. If you get outplayed by Zach Wilson, (laughs) and you're an MVP candidate, you need to have a come to Jesus moment. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey man, hey man." That's the most frustrating. Maybe less time with Haley and more time on the football field. Isn't that the most frustrating thing about Josh Allen? He can single-handedly out Mahomes Mahomes in a game and then turn around and out Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. He can't beat him. Zach Wilson was throwing balls last night, feet even, shoulder square. And Manning was (laughs) – I thought Peyton Manning was going to turn off the broadcast. He was like, I can't watch this anymore. Did you hear what he said? He said he should only throw the ball three more times, and there was like nine minutes to go in the third quarter. (laughs) Speaking of which, he may have had a point because Brees Hall – Brees Hall, man! He was was a stud Looking good. He's a stud last What'd you think about uh, the Garrett Wilson celebration on the would-be touchdown run? Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean. It's pretty funny. He, he made he, up for it. He wanted to go try to pick up a block, too, after he put his arms up. But he made up for it. I, I love how on the Manning cast they said that Brees Hall was out of shape. <laughs> he's, he's out of shape. He's not he's not. It might be the torn ACL that he's coming back from. The torn ACL he's coming back from, and he's, he just ran 83 <laughs> yards. Yeah. He, he may get caught by a free safety. That that happens from time it, to time. They're, or DB. They're, I'm telling you, man, their skill position guys look good. I think Lazard looked pretty good last night, too. The O-line and quarterback issues are just going to continue to loom over them for at least the next year. That's the truth of it. And the quarterback issue on the forefront today. With Were there any body. positives that you took away for the Bills? Any? James Cook looked pretty good. I mean, not not particularly. Stephon Diggs was open all the time, even going against Sauce Gardner. That's, But I knew that that was going to be an overwhelming positive. I think another negative, if you want to go to the Bills, Gabe Davis. Like, I, there there comes a time where you have to sort of put guys in a in a you know in a box and understand who they are as a player. I don't know if Gabe Davis is a guy like is a wide receiver too that you can rely on consistently. What's his main issue? Can he just not get open? I, I, I don't know. I'm I don't know what it is. It. He he. Uh, last night on that on that pick. Um, again, to Jordan Whitehead, he had a corner route and he flattened it out too much. Joe, Josh Allen threw it flat too, and it ended up being a pick. He, uh, the situational awareness and his route running, it's just, it's not all that great. 
And you would think that having Stephon Diggs out there on the field would take some shine off of you and you'd be able to have some big games at times, but he hasn't shown the tendency to do that in the past year and some change now. And that's a frustrating feeling. But as much as people talk about Josh Allen not having as much help as he should, maybe the O-line and the running back situation is not great, but I think Gabe Davis is a fine wide receiver. I think Stephon Diggs is one of the best in the game. You have Dawson Knox, who's been a really good red zone target and really good open field target. You added Dalton Kincaid in the draft this year. He's got enough to work with. He's just got to stop turning over the football. Well, and James Cook is a serviceable running back. I, you know, he only carried the ball for 12 times, but I thought he looked pretty good. He was good in the pass-catching game as well. You also have Damian Harris there. He's it, the ex- There's no excuse. Josh Allen was awful last night. He was yeah. awful. He lost in the game. He He's got to be better than that. He's an MVP candidate. That performance was dreadful. It was dreadful. Now, maybe the Josh Allen performance sort of convinces you a different way on how you bet. I'm certain that the Aaron Rodgers injury will convince you to bet against the Jets or away from the Jets as the season goes along, but the NFL season is here, and now now is the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is my promo code G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 918-23. No refunds, terms, and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. We have some NBA news to get to, including one of Memphis's own campaign being on the open market. We'll discuss that next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, we talked about the Jets and the Bills and everything, Aaron Rodgers' injury, Josh Allen, and how bad he was, Jets' defense. One of the more creepy things from last night, there is an account out there, David Zaslav, at Daddy Zaslav on Twitter, he said two hours and 24 minutes before the kickoff of the Jets game, he said Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. Now, what even makes it more creepier is this account has now been suspended by X for violating, violating X terms of service. So... Do you know that who the, was strange? Do you know who the person is that they're impersonating? David Zasloff. Do you know I, who that I, is? No, I'm not familiar with it's David the, Zasloff. It's, it's the head of HBO. Oh my! He's God. one of the guys. He, he's so <laughs> making fun. It's like 2,500 followers, but Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife field in two and a half hours. The post was tabbed at 6:01 p.m. Last scary. Night. That's terrifying. What are we talking? That is that is. It's scary as hell. Well, 6.01 Eastern, so 5.01 our time. That is that's scary as hell. Also, oh, Warner Bros., not HBO. Sorry. Also worth mentioning, Jets-Bills was ESPN's most-watched Monday night football game ever. Yeah, of course it was. Uh, averaged 22.6 million viewers across ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2. 
That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now on to campaign. Campaign after being traded from the Suns to the Spurs has been waived by the Spurs. Now the Spurs, you know, you can't fully blame them. They were twenty-two and sixty last year. They have some young guards that they really want to get involved. Trey Jones, Devontae Graham, Malachi Branham, uh, Devin Vassell. They want those guys to get a majority of the run. Having campaign in there, he is a very. Uh, especially the last three years, he's been a very productive player in the NBA. So maybe you just want to clear it out so those young guys can go cook and they can learn some lessons under Pop now that uh, you need them to play well alongside a number one pick in Victor Wimbanyama. But that does leave it up for me, the question, how wanted is he going to be on the open market, Connor? I think that this is a guy, uh, obviously from Memphis, last three years with with the Suns, did some really good work when Chris Paul was hurt. Um, I think this is going to be a very wanted guy. He's averaged about 20 minutes per game the last four years. Um, In those years, around 10 points per game. Uh, The assist numbers have gone up consistently. He had 4.9 assists per game in 21, 22, four four and a half last year. Um, He's a guy who provides a whole lot, but who out there is going to bring him in? I think there should be a, a bidding war in a lot of ways now that he is completely waived. And he is free to go where he wants to go. Yeah, fun. Funnily enough, the team that needs him the most is probably the Suns. <laughs> get right. some get some help at the point guard position. But no, it's that would be campaign. so lucky for them. By the way, it would be if it they lucked into trading him away, him getting waived, and they end up bringing him back in. That would make sense for him though too. I mean, uh, get yourself on a contender. You're familiar with all your teammates. I think that would make sense for campaign. And they need. I mean, if Bradley Beal is going to be the main ball handler, they need another ball handler that they can trust. Yeah. It, depending on what ha- happens with the Boston Celtics and Malcolm Brogdon's health, maybe they could use them, but they have a three-guard lineup, or they have three guys right now, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Malcolm Brogdon, so I'm not sure if they need them. But a winning basketball team, I think, could use somebody like Campaign. He's been in a lot of big games before. He's put up numbers. He's a gamer. He's a serviceable defender, and he knows how to run an offense. So I think that somebody's going to pick up a very valuable backup point guard this offseason. Now you're probably about to get to the to the question. Should the Grizzlies kick the tires on him? No. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense at this moment. But if it, listen, if everything was equal and he was waived before the Derrick Rose signing, sure, hell absolutely, yes. kick absolutely. the tires on him, yes. bring him in. Yes, and it's I think if 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 there was no Derrick Rose signing, bringing in campaign would have made a hell of a lot of sense um, to sort of pace the game while John Morant's out for those first twenty five. Even when John Morant's out, he could probably be a more productive game to game player than Derrick Rose can at this moment in his career. He's from Memphis. It doesn't. I mean the the. Derrick Rose signing is more fun than a campaign signing, ultimately, but both Memphis ties, and I think a lot of people in the city would have loved to see campaign in a Grizzlies uniform. Yeah, again, I think the Derrick Rose signing, too, has so much more to do with his what he's what he could potentially do with John Morant and help lead him but along. But on floor, than, there's than on no the doubt floor. that campaign yeah. would be a more productive, I, I think, would be a more productive player. And yes, prob- more more likely than not, he would be more productive than than Derrick Rose. But no, I don't I don't think he fits on the roster right now. You're already so guard heavy. You don't need another guard. You just don't. If you're going to get anybody, it's a wing or it's or it's big depth. You just don't really need that right now. But when you look across the NBA, there's a ton of teams, man. There's a ton of teams. Honestly, what, what are some other? I mean, would the Nuggets well, make sense to get into no, that? No, the Nuggets don't need. Them. They the have Nuggets Reggie Jackson as a, as a potential backup there. I, Nuggets like I, don't need him. Uh, Warriors don't need him. Mavericks, maybe. Maybe the Mavericks, but they already got two primary ball handlers. I could see him landing on a team like the Rockets. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, it's it's honestly, it's he's. there are a lot of teams that could use him. It's just depending on if they have spots open. Like, do the Wizards? Who's the Wizards backup? The Wizards backup right DeLon now? DeLon Wright. 
Yeah. Uh, they got Jordan Poole, too. Yeah. I could see him going maybe to Washington. New York, I think, has a spot open. Like, I think Brooklyn I, makes a lot thing. of sense. I mean, Toronto would is, make this sense. This is the selfish person in me. I want to see him land on a, on a contender because we've seen him play very well on a contender with the Suns. Well, weirdly enough, I do think that the Heat would make a lot of sense for him because right now they're running Kyle Lowry as their point guard. I know that they're going to potentially land Damian Lillard, but even if that trade happens, they would probably have to get rid of Tyler Hero, who right now is, I think, operating as their second ball handler at point guard. They lost, you know, they they, they lost their point guard in free agency this offseason. I think the Heat would make a lot of sense So I think the Heat too. make a lot of sense. On and the flip side of that, I also think that the Trailblazers make sense. I also think the Trailblazers make sense for him, In too. what way? Explain that one to me. We have a lot of we have a lot of on-ball creators for that team right now. They need they need a veteran presence that can run that offensive stuff. Gets if If it gets shaky. You send Dame out, all you're going to have is Scoot Henderson able to run the point guard. Anthony Simons is not really a point guard type of guy. He runs the two. So he could be up there to be but the backup that But he at times has lead. been the on-ball guy and could go create a little bit. He creates Simons, better. Not he, creates, really. he creates a lot better for himself than anybody else. Sure, though. but that's kind of what I mean. If, if they just want a veteran presence after Dame is gone, somebody that's been there in big games can be a good backup for Scoot. Show him how, like, just show him the ropes a little bit and actually have a veteran that wants to be there to lead him along in this next generation of Trailblazers. I think that campaign would make a lot of sense in, in Portland. But he should be, have a significant market. This should be a pretty, pretty— He'll, it'll, he should get signed quickly. Yeah. He should. I know, but I mean, quickly, it sort of depends because he's going to be mulling through offers, in my opinion. I mean, based on what he did with the Suns, I think people see his value, especially as a backup. The Jazz? Creator. The Jazz, I guess. They got Colin Sexton. I'm not sure who their backup is. Yeah. But I think the Jazz probably is Jordan Clarkson. This is a steady backup two. point guard in the NBA, though. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's sort of what I'm getting at. Well, this now is that, a useful player now in, this, that, in today's you know, NBA. Now that Jones isn't a backup. He's one of the best, if not the best. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with campaign. I, I, again, I know we've discussed the Grizzlies. I don't think it makes sense, especially. No. If, 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 if we were talking about this at the beginning of the offseason when Derrick Rose had not been signed in the free agent uh, window, then maybe we could have talked about it. But now that Derrick Rose is on this team, I, it doesn't make sense for the Grizzlies. Now, really bad news. Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr., this happened yesterday. He was arrested early Monday morning in New York City at a hotel for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend, former NBA player Kaiser Gondrazic. Uh, and this is miserably bad. This is horrible. Um, the police report reads that Kaiser Gondrazic um, did not notify police. No one was notified. No one notified the police until she ran out of the hotel room bloodied up. And she has a fractured neck vertebrae and a cut above her right eye. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. was taken away. And they have now charged him with felony assault and strangulation. Now, Kaiser Gondrazic's uh, sister has taken to Instagram and says, that, you know, you think you can't get touched. We're going to come after you, yada, 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 you little boy, that whole thing. This is a guy, though, in Kevin Porter Jr., who we talked about around the draft when he was coming out as someone who could run into issues like this. We didn't know uh, to what extent it would be, but this is horrible. And... I, again, everyone deserves to get the benefit of the doubt, but based on what I have seen, there should be no benefit of the doubt here for Kevin Porter Jr. This this seems like open and shut um, in a situation where he should probably not play in the NBA again. And I think when we talk about Miles Bridges being back in the NBA after what he did to his girlfriend and the, the mother of his children, um, I think Adam Silver needs to start coming down on these things a lot harder and a lot stiffer because this is this cannot continue to perpetuate. This has been an issue um, where these guys have 
eventually gotten back to the floor. Kevin Porter Jr., based on what I have seen so far, should not make it back to the floor anytime soon, if ever. Yeah, agreed. His his NBA career should be over. His basketball career should be over. There's absolutely zero excuse to do what he did. I've always said that the Miles Bridges situation still feels makes me feel icky. He shouldn't be in the league either. There's no place. Do you know how hard how easy it is to not do that? Super easy. Super easy to not put your hands on a woman. Absolutely no excuse for it. Ridiculous. And ridiculous. And the details that are coming out about it are horrific. They are. And, and it, the New, what, what's the really New York bothersome? Post is reporting that he started it when she was asleep. What's really bothersome? Sickening. What's really bothersome to me is I think that, again, with Kevin Porter Jr., we had a thought in our head when he came into the NBA, yeah, he's a talented player, yes, he can play offense, yes, he can do all these things, but we always had this sentiment that things like this could transpire. He, he did not come into the league with a clean bill, if you will. Like He did not come in uh, with a lot of people believing that he could stay off of this path and we see it now, and it's too late. I mean, this, this, this woman, Kaiser Gondrasic, has neck vertebrae and a cut above her right eye, and she got bloodied by this man and strangled. It's too late at that point. It's just frustrating, and I wish I could say I'm surprised by this, but I'm not. That, that's, the, that's the thing that makes me sick, is I feel like there's, there, you know, you get these warning signs at times of guys that could potentially go down this path. Kevin Porter Jr. was one of those guys, and we see him go down this path, and now we're supposed to act surprised. I'm not. Listen, Adam Silver missed. He made a mistake with the Miles Bridges 30 game. That's way too – that's just too few of – he should have gotten the whole year. To be honest, I don't think he should be in the NBA anymore either. You got to bring the hammer on KPJ. We should never see him in an NBA uniform again. I understand that the Rockets aren't able to suspend him right now, but that relationship needs to end. There's no excuse. There's no second chance for this. It's over. It's over. You've made a mistake. You should be in jail. Yep. Period. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, Jeff Calkins is scheduled to join next. We'll go ahead and talk to him right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.